Welcome aboard. You're listening to the Travel Pro Show, brought to you by Enchanted Memories Travel. Prepare to voyage into your dream vacation with insight and expertise from high-level executives, from major destination cruises, and resorts guaranteed to provide you the best experiences for your budget. Make more than reservations. Make memories with travel tips and deals from the pros with your host, Connie Wallace. Hi, everyone. This is Connie Wallace, and you're listening to The Travel Pro Show. I wanted to just take a minute to talk to our listeners about something that I've been getting questions about. If you are looking for a new opportunity that's not only fun, exciting, and profitable, but will bring you on new adventures too, you don't need to look any further than joining the team at Enchanted Memories Travel. We really are always looking for talented individuals to become memory makers. That's what we call our travel advisors because we don't just make reservations, we make memories. There's no experience necessary because we actually provide all the training for you. There's no cost to you, just your enthusiasm and a good work ethic is necessary. So if you are interested in joining the team at Enchanted Memories, contact us today on our website at EnchantedMem.com. Welcome to the show, and our new episode is about to start right now. Our guest today on the Travel Pro Show is one of my favorite people, and the lady with the movie star name, Donna Nightingale from Viking Cruises. So I'm so happy to have you here today, Donna. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. The pleasure is all mine, and Viking is such a a big name in the cruise industry, so I have lots of questions for you. So we're going to jump right in. Okay. For those who have never taken a river cruise, I know it's a totally different animal, but in your opinion, what are the major differences that they can expect from a river cruise? All right. Well, so the obvious is the size. Most cruise ships these days can go upwards to about 6,000 guests on board. And if you're looking at a river cruise, it's a peanut compared to that. We hold, depending on the size between, we go from 66 people, uh, 48 people actually up to to about 200, depending on which river you're on and, and all that. So it's very different than than what people, most people have experienced on oceans. It's very, very different. So I think that the size, of course, is the big difference. I think the intimacy and getting to know people on board. And uh, I also think the real sweet part of it is a lot of times you can just pull right into the center of a town and walk off a ship and you don't have 6,000 people getting off the ship. You might have 100 or 150. So it's a very different feel to the whole itinerary and the whole experience. So much more intimate and lucky enough to to say that I have been able to experience Viking myself. And I agree with you that the major part of it for me is being right in the center of everything and just, you know, steps away from beautiful scenery and tours and everything else. So it's lovely. It's a nice way to travel. I think it's really the alternative if you were thinking of going over to Europe and driving, God forbid, on the autobahn. God forbid is right. You know, this is the alternative where you're not packing and unpacking every day and it's a nice, easy way to do it and everything is taken care of for you. Sounds great. Well, the other day we had Charlie Sylvia on from CLIA and we talked about cruises in general 
And it was really interesting to me that we discussed how many people have never cruised, how many people will cruise for the first time this year. So with a river cruise itinerary, what would you recommend for first timers for a river cruise? Well, I, uh, I, I would say maybe do a Rhine River. I think that's a nice one to start with. It's an eight day. The scenery is spectacular. And I think that it's a real easy one and it's not overwhelming to people. Um, mm-hmm. I, our most popular itinerary is a, is a two-week itinerary. But for first-timers, I think the most popular is the Rhine. Uh, it's Amsterdam to Switzerland or vice versa. You can go either direction. And I think it's just a nice one with the scenery. It's got beautiful towns. And I think uh, the itinerary is appealing to most people. So I, I And it's a seven-night? Yes, it is. And, okay, so that uh, would be good for first-timers for a river cruise. And then if they want, like it's Amsterdam down to Basel, Switzerland, they can extend on either end if they wanted a couple extra days in Amsterdam or a couple extra days down in uh, uh, Switzerland, they can do that. Good, good. Okay, so Viking to me is, you know, just such a well-known brand and I don't know if it's true, but in my mind, it's like the first River Cruise brand, but you know so much more about it, obviously, than I do. So what do you think is the most unique aspect of Viking, of the brand itself? Well, I think, I I, I don't think we were actually the first, but we were pretty close to it. And uh, I think that we've been around now 23 years, which is sort of shocking to most people because they haven't even heard of River Cruising till the last five or eight years for most people. So it, in the realm of the travel industry, it is a new product for most people. Mm-hmm. And so we have a lot of first-time cruisers who are just getting to know us, so which is pretty exciting. But I'd say the unique aspect of our brand, you know, of course, the size of the ships, I think it's new to most people. So if they've never been on like a big giant ocean cruise, this is a great alternative because maybe they don't want to go on vacation with 6,000 people or 4,000 people, but they want something a little smaller, a lot smaller and to relax on. So I think that the size, we've got a great infrastructure and I think that people realize that everything is sort of seamless. And so if you fly over to, let's just say Amsterdam, we're going to meet you at the airport. We're going to transfer you to the ship. It's, you know, people don't have to worry about anything. I think that's a real nice part of this. And that's so important today because we're all so stressed out with work and with everything that goes on and being connected. And if someone will take care of everything for me when I go on vacation, I know that's a huge plus. So, oh, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I mentioned that I was able to experience, uh, my husband and I actually went on a Viking cruise, but it was many years ago. So that brings me to a question. Many years ago, we were obviously much younger, and we really enjoyed it. So I think that there's a misconception about river cruises in general, that it's for much older people, and that it's a very slow type of experience. So tell me, who really is your demographic in terms of river cruising and in terms of biking, the brand itself? So I think there is some truth to the fact that it used to be a much older crowd uh, years ago. I think it is getting younger because people are realizing this is a nice way to travel. It's easy. It's very efficient. You know, you're not wandering around trying to find things, you know, so it's a very efficient way to travel and see a lot. I would say the demographic is getting a little bit younger, but our demographic is basically 50 and up. 
-hmm. uh, we don't take children. We, you know, it's 18 and up on the ship. So you'll see some 20s and 30 and 40 year olds on the ships. But I would say for the most part, we our clientele is basically 50 and up. But there are you know, people who can get around and, and do the tours. And so to, to me, it's, it's an active group, mm -hmm. you know, all the touring. And speaking of being active, Donna, are there different types of tours? Yes. So first of all, when you, we include on our ships the, the shore excursion. So mm -hmm. we include the shore excursion, which is an overview of the city or town that we're in. So we, we, we include that. But if you want to, the tour can be a half day or it could be a full day. But once you've done the tour, if you want to come back to the ship, have lunch, and then go off on your own, you can. It's a real easy way to do it. So the tour is, it's generally, it's a half day or a full day. It can be a bus tour. It can be a walking tour. If you're a slower walker, you just have to tell us and we'll put you in a group. That's, it's a gentle walking group. And you don't miss anything, but they might take some shorter cuts or something like that so that you see everything. So on the tours, which are included, I think that's a really good part of it where you're not getting off the ship and then saying, all right, where do I find everything? It's included. So it's, it's, I think it's easy. That's really good to know. And I think that's probably something that a lot of our listeners didn't know. And the fact that there are different activity levels available as well, because I know that people obviously want to see things when they're in port, but sometimes they're afraid that it may be too strenuous and they don't want to go hiking or anything like that. So it's great that you do that. Yeah. So my next question is, what's new and exciting? What's on the horizon for Viking? What's new? I know there's things that are coming out in the travel trade media. Right. So tell us about it. Well, so we started out with river ships and then our uh, chairman, his name is Torsten Hagen, lovely man, wanted to have some ocean ships. And he was involved in the ocean cruise market many years ago and wanted to do it again and basically take the river product and put it on the ocean. And by that, I mean, we include, as I said, the shore excursion. We include beer and wine with lunch and dinner. We include Wi-Fi. We include bottled water. We're not nickel and diming people. And that has really worked really well for us on the river ships. So what he wanted to do was now take some ocean ships and put that whole thing on the ocean ships. And he wanted to do smaller ships. So he didn't want to do those big, giant, huge ships um, that most of the market is doing. So our ships on the oceans hold 930 people. So you have the same thing you have on the rivers where your shore excursions included and your beer and wine with lunch and dinner is all that's included, the Wi-Fi bottled water. It's also on the ocean ships. So we started with rivers. In 2015, we got our first ocean ships. And now in 2022, we will have our first expedition ships. Expedition ships are our, they're going to do the Arctic, Antarctic, and they are also going to do the Great Lakes in the summer. So oh, that is different. Yeah, that's coming out soon. Uh, well, in 2022, but you can book it now. Oh, so it's already available for booking. Yeah, it, and it's, it's a mad dash kind of. <laughs> Everybody wants it, and it's kind of new. And, I would uh, think. Yeah, and the, yeah, and the expedition ships are really exciting because I think we're the only company taking a serious scientific research program and putting it on a luxury ship. We've partnered with, you know, six different institutions, University of Cambridge, Cornell, people like that. And they're going to have research scientists on the ship. And uh, the ships are spectacular. They're so beautiful and well done. And while I'm just saying that, like on our ships, 
the look of the ships is more of a Scandinavian look. So what that means is lots of windows. So, you know, you bring the outside in, nice mm -hmm. clean lines, soft colors, marbles, woods, nothing is ornate and overdone. It's just elegant, but understated elegant. So it's beautiful. And these ocean vessels are spectacular. They will hold 378 passengers and 260 crew. So I think that they're really exciting. They also will have what we call a hangar. And the hangar is where we have our own like, like touring type of vessels, you could say. So we're going to have a fleet of 17 Zodiacs, 16 kayaks, two submersibles, and two 12-seater ribs, all on the ship. So we can take people on wow, and all that. And that will also be up in the Great Lakes. So, it's so that really is unique. And it sounds like Viking is really going into the expedition market in a very big way. Yeah, it's just, uh, I think that it's something that Mr. Hagen wanted to do. Um, you know, he's Norwegian. And, you know, I think they're used to that up there in Norway. And uh, it's, I think he's just, you know, he always tends to do everything right. And I think he's done a great job with this. It looks so exciting. Well, he's been right so far, so I'm sure it'll yeah. be a big hit. <laughs> so yeah, I, I know that there are so many different things to experience on a Viking cruise, but if you had to just choose three aspects of your of the brand's experience as like a do not miss for our listeners, what would you say? What would you advise them? So we're all about the destination, the culture, and the small ship experience. So I would say for most people, you really, you know, you're coming on our ships because you want this destination. So I would say you always want to do every shore excursion you can because you want to see it all. And who knows, you may never go back there again. So see it all while you're there. So I think that's a really important part of the trips. I also think we have the most amazing lecture series anywhere float. We have really great lectures. I was just on an itinerary in Southeast Asia and they were just fascinating people and they had beautiful presentations and they were funny. You know, nothing was dry and boring. So entertaining too. It was. It was lovely. So I think that our clientele really likes that type of thing and they like the lectures and this whole shore excursion. So I think that's a good part of it. And then just immerse yourself in the culture of an area. You know, you're there, you want to enjoy it. And even if that means going and sitting at a pub and talking to the, re the regulars there and the locals, mm -hmm. it's kind of a nice way to do it. So to me, it's all about the destination and experiencing everything you can there. Really good advice. Very good. So this is a little bit of a quirky question, but I always ask this of all the cruise lines that we talk with. If you had to choose a hotel or resort chain or land experience that you would compare to your brand in terms of the level of service and luxury, which one would it be? Wow. Um, I don't know. We, you know, we're really, people always say that, you know, we're a luxury product, which I would say we are, but we don't ever like to use the word because luxury means so many different things to different people. Mm -hmm. Some people might think it's, you know, you have to get dressed up and, and, wear a jacket every night. Well, you don't on our ships. So I think we always say that we're premium and I, because we're afraid to ever use the word luxury, we don't want people to get stuck on that and mm -hmm. you never know which 
direction they might think luxury goes. So we tend to use the word premium. And so, you know, any resort chain or um, that you think is premium, I would say that would be really what you would compare us to. And, and probably it sounds like it would be more of a boutique experience. Well, sure. In terms of a hotel. So yeah and everything is small and you get to know everyone there you know it's just it's a lovely way i mean you know all the crew know you they know your name they know what you want to drink <laughs> it's, 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 it's <laughs> well that's up. always good yes so well i know that there are other river cruise lines out there but what's something that viking does better than anyone else I think that we have the, a really great infrastructure in, especially in Europe. Of course, we have so many staff there because we have offices in Switzerland. And so therefore we have a really nice, everything is sort of seamless there. I think mm -hmm. that's really well done. We have our own buses. We have our own ships, of course. We have our own staff. So we are not subbing things out. We own all of it. And so I think that we have a great infrastructure there. I think that that's really important. And I think that's, that's really one of our best things. And I think our ships are spectacular. And I, they're more like, I always say they're a Scandinavian look because it's the big windows, you know, and, and everything is nice, clean lines. Nothing is so very open and clean. Yeah, nothing gaudy or overdone. It's just so mm -hmm. beautifully done. So I think that our brand, we really do that better than anyone. So I really feel like it's our infrastructure in Europe and our ships are so well done. And I have to just plug this one. We have the best crew. <laughs> we just have the nicest crew. They can't do enough for you. It's, and that's so important. A lot of crew. Yeah, it's beautiful. So, when is the best anyway. time to go? I mean, I know that there are so many different itineraries, so many different Viking ships, but in general, if someone said to you, when's the best time to go? Can you even answer that? Well, I get that question all the time, but I always tell people it's kind of a personal choice. So for me, I like to, if I'm going over to Europe, I like to tour when it's like 65, 70, somewhere around there, because I'm touring, I'm not laying out at the beach. You know, I'm right. on a mission, I want to see everything and, mm -hmm. and, and enjoy everything. So that works for me, but other people, you know, they want it to be 80 or 85 or something like that. And that's fine. And then there are people who want to go for Christmas markets, which, you know, run about November 20th, right up to Christmas. So of course that's going to be colder and, but that's when they want to, that's what they want to see. So that's the time you have to go. So, so it really is a personal choice depending on exactly what you ex want to experience. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a personal choice there. And, uh, you know, if you want it to be hot, okay, you can go in July and August. If you want it to be, you know, 70 or so, you'd probably go in June, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's really pretty easy to figure out, but that's a personal choice. Donna, I assume that the rates are based on double occupancy. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay. Yeah. And is there a price range? I know that it must vary so greatly, but is there a price range for a seven-night cruise for two, just ballpark? Of course, not well, including airfare. You could you could go for two thousand dollars a person, depending on when you want to go. You could start. I mean, that's a starting price for like you know an off-season date, like November mm -hmm. or something on the Danube. But and then it goes up a little bit. You know, maybe to two thousand twenty-one hundred. You know, mm -hmm. twenty-two 
It depends on when you want to go and what type of stateroom. All of our staterooms are outside, so we have no inside staterooms. But if you want a suite, we have spectacular suites. We have staterooms that have balconies. We have staterooms with French for French balconies, which are a sliding glass door, but you just can't step out. So you get the view and you get the air. And then we have some on the lowest deck with hat, which have a window. And a lot of people will just do that because those would be the lowest price. And they are in, they just want to go in those and, and just sleep there. They're just not going to spend much time there. So it's a personal choice there too. But, you know, it does start at about 2000 and goes up a person. Mm-hmm. And do you ever have any special offers or do you have anything right now? We do have special offers right now. We have a two for one deposit. So a deposit's normally 500 a person. It's now 250. And uh, oh. we normally do a uh, final payment at one year out. And right now we're doing six months out. So it's six months prior to departure. So I think that's very important, especially if you're going in 2021 or 2022, which is already open on the oceans, actually. Rivers should open soon. But yeah, it just depends on when you're going that how important that pay later is for you. If you're going in June, it's not going to make a difference. But Right. But okay, if you're going next June, it does. So Yeah, that's good to know. Right. And people really, they really need to think about booking early because these ships are small. We're not, you know, one of these cruise lines with 3,000 or 2,000 cabins, you know, we're small. Our Egypt ship has 24 cabins and, you know, other ships in Southeast Asia and Vietnam, Cambodia, they have 33 cabins. And, And then we have some, you know, that have, you know, 50, 60, 70 cabins. So, but that's small. And those are just double digits. So those fill up quickly. Right. They sell out early. So it's, you have to think of this very differently than you do a normal ocean cruise that you're Mm -hmm. booking. You have to Mm -hmm. think of this differently and, and, and book it early. Right. So that's, that's probably very good advice. And it probably is the best advice that we both could give today on this particular product on Viking Cruises is if you want to do it, plan ahead and don't procrastinate. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Okay. So you mentioned that the most popular itinerary for Viking is a two week, a 14 day. So what is that? I'm just curious. What itinerary is that? uh, That's the Grand European. And that's a, that's a two week trip. It's, It's kind of like a combination of the Rhine and the Danube. Okay. So Amsterdam, Amsterdam down to Budapest or vice versa. We go both directions, you know, so it's a two week trip and it's so beautifully done. And I think people who go really enjoy that. It also depends on when you're going, but a lot of times that has free air. So oh. if people looking for that, it's almost... Well, that would be a big thing. Right. And that one right now does have free air for a lot of it. And so. what are some of the ports on that itinerary? So if you start at you know, Budapest to Amsterdam or vice versa, you've got Vienna. Uh, we've got Passau, which is a beautiful little cobblestones. It's actually a city, but to me, it feels like a town. And that's where the home of St. Stephen's Cathedral is, which is spectacular. It has the largest pipe organ in Europe. Uh, it's got Regensburg, which is like a medieval city, which is beautiful. And then Nuremberg, of course, we all know Nuremberg. And then you've got 
Bamberg, Wurzburg, you know, those are little German towns that we pull into. You've got Wertheim, which is um, famous for its glass blowing traditions. And then you've got Cologne, Germany, one of my very favorite cities there. We also cruise through the Middle Rhine, which is where all the castles are. There's uh, about 40 castles there. And so that would be a daytime cruise. Most of the time we are cruising at night so that you can spend the time in port during the day. But mm -hmm. when you're on the Middle Rhine, uh, we have to adjust so that you can see everything during the day. So, it's a so you can see all those fairy tale castles. Right. It's a beautiful day just cruising through there. It's spectacular. You can sit up on the top deck with a glass of wine, just kind of nice. Or you can sit in the lounge and watch it, you know, view it from there. It's just so beautiful there. And then, of course, you know, Amsterdam and Budapest are spectacular cities, too, on that. So it's a, it's a really nice little itinerary. Well, you have painted a beautiful picture. I'm imagining it, and I can literally see it in my mind. So I hope our listeners can too. We have come to the end of our interview with Viking, and I just want to ask you one more question. What's the most important thing that you want the listeners to remember about Viking cruises today? I would say that we are the thinking person's cruise. So people who really want to go and enjoy a destination and immerse themselves there. I think that that's really the important part of Viking. I really think, I really feel like we, we do a lot towards, towards that angle. And I think we are the thinking person's cruise. People who really want to be immersed in a destination, a culture, a small ship experience. That's what we're really all about. And that really is a good thing to remember because that's something that a lot of people look for in a destination, in a trip. I think that a lot of people these days are going on vacation to have an experience, not just right. to kind of veg out or lie on a beach. Right, so, right. Or to sit yeah. at a slot machine. That's just not what we're about. No, no. So for our listeners, of course, I want to remind you that if you would like to book your Viking cruise or inquire about anything on Viking for the future, don't hesitate. And please visit our wonderful friends at Enchanted Memories Travel, and their website is enchantedmem.com. And Donna, I can't thank you enough. This has been wonderful. And thank you for I having me. I know that you've told everyone on the Travel Pro Show podcast all about Viking cruises. So thanks again for being with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Donna. Bye-bye. We've reached the end of this episode of The Travel Pro Show and hope we've given you insight on a future adventure for your travel plans. For our exclusive deals and many of our other vacation offers, be sure to visit our friends at Enchanted Memories Travel at EnchantedMem.com as well as our website at TheTravelProShow.com and see where in the world you'd like to go next. All this and more available only at TheTravelProShow.com. Happy traveling.